It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with CB Gold and Tyler Bowe. How's it going, guys? Uh, this is the first podcast from my apartment. We are... Uh, we are we're going rogue right now. We are. This is this is punk rock here. This is a punk rock podcast. We we started from the bottom, then we were there. Now we're back. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to be good. We're going to have a great show. Uh, it's us today. We don't have the capabilities to do Collins yet, uh, but we will. Uh, we have Frank Mir coming into my apartment this Thursday, uh, as well as. Friday, we have uh, uh, Anthony Burchett coming into the apartment, as well as um, uh, Sean, um, Sean, McCorkle. Sean McCorkle. Yes, I fucking almost forgot Sean's name. So, it's going to be great. I-, I like it better. I like it better out of my apartment. I don't have to go anywhere. I, uh, everything's good. We're, we're going to decorate this place. We're going we're gonna to put videos. We're going to put cameras here. We're going to turn this into a fucking studio. Why? Because that's how I fucking roll, dude. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Tip a Fighter. Listen, fighters uh, are not paid what they need to be paid. They entertain us every fucking week. I mean, sometimes, uh, how many times is a fight Thursday, Friday, Saturday? So many fighters out there, and I wish they'd be making more money because they deserve it. I think it's the hardest sport in the world, hardest profession in the world. Uh, it's right there with comedy. So uh, I think comics should get paid more, and I think fighters should get paid more. I did a show the other day at, um, at the Dime Bar, and one of the guys that listens to our show gave me 40 bucks. He said, hey, man, listen, I know you like to be tipped. Gave me $4. How fucking cool was that? I'm telling you. That night, I went out to, uh, with my girlfriend. I had an extra $4 in my pocket, uh, so it was good. Um, but things are going good. I just got back from uh, – I, I did a show in Tonopah, Nevada, which is a six-hour drive. I was there on Sunday for Memorial Day. The town holds 3,000 people, the whole town, and uh, 300 – People came to the show. So it was a tenth of the town, nice. uh, which was awesome. It was me and Aaron Bowden went. Uh, it, it was it was funny though. There was a guy who must have been like, I don't know, in his eighties in the front row. Uh, this older guy, and I, I was calling him the guy from Six Flags. You know, the guy that dances around. He looked just like that guy, and he was with these kids. And I'm and he's like going to the bathroom, and I'm like, sir, you know, uh, uh, you know, during the set he gets up and walks to the bathroom. I'm like, sir, did you see the light? Like I was like messing with him, like you know, this was his time. So then he comes up to the stage and hands me a magnifying glass and tweezers, and says, I was looking for your penis. This guy, oh. this guy brought props. To the show, and I'm like, what, I'm like, what are you, Carrot Top's fucking grandfather? Like, like the audience. I'm like, I, how long did you have you carried around tweezers and a, 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 like, did you bring that just for the comedy show? I, it was unbelievable. Everyone was going crazy. It was really, really funny. And I'm like, so you could have just said, I have tweezers and a, and a magnifying glass. You didn't have to actually bring it. That guy probably walks around every day with that in his pocket. It was, just so he can do that joke constantly. It was so funny. I was, I was. It was, it was really, really funny. And then. uh it was just a great crowd. There were these, it was like, of course, there was a couple teenagers that were pregnant there, like 18 and pregnant, uh, I guess, in small towns. And there was one kid there that I was like, hey, do you play sports for your team? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, it's got to be hard playing every position because there was like 20 kids in the whole school. Uh, but he was, I'm like, you're like the, the valedictorian and the worst student in the class. Because, but, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I had a, a great time. Uh, and uh, the people there were super nice. They gave me a good... 
So it was good. It was it was it was, it was a fun. It was a really good experience. Uh, so that was that, and then. Uh, that was it. I hosted the, the show at the Ha Ha Friday. I hosted the Late Show. That was great. Last night, I just took a night off, relaxed a little bit. Uh, got up today. I saw my therapist working stuff out. And uh, tonight at the Dime Bar, it's going to be great. I believe Dane Cook is showing up tonight to do a set. Uh-huh. And uh, Damon Wayans Jr. So it's going to be in this little bar that I created. We're going to have great, great comics. Um, how are you doing, uh, CB? I'm doing well. Just got home from Vegas Sunday night. Went to the fights. Um, just had a great weekend, man. Everything was really awesome, and um, I got uh, I got no complaints. Graphed my heart out. Got like hundred something photos done. Now, what do you do with these photographs? I keep them. Like, do you have like a put on the wall, or do you have a separate? No, like- I have a. It's like a book that holds each photo, and each it's like a portfolio. Each book uh, holds, I think, forty eight photos. So I just have them labeled for certain events. I just got done setting up everything for the rest of this week. But for anybody listening who didn't see it on Twitter, we are doing an MMA Roasted T-shirt contest. Yes. I've added in a free signed UFC fighter 8 by 10 to whoever wins the contest. What fighter? I don't know. I'll decide when, when the design You know, you know it's funny. I mean, you know, people are saying to me, why don't you pay someone to design your T-shirt? Because I don't want to, okay? I, uh, I, I'd rather just have a contest, let one of the fans do it. You guys are way better than me. You're probably better than anyone that I'll pay to do it. And if you, if you like the show and you enjoy the show and you want to see an MMA Rose T-shirt, you get, the, the winner gets a signed shirt uh, by all of us, me, CB, Bubba, Tyler, Greg. And if, you're, you know, if you appreciate the show and you want to see your artwork done, Great. I, I don't want, I mean, yeah, I, my, my, my girlfriend's good at this stuff, so she's designing one for me. But you know what? The fans know the show, and that's, if you want to show your appreciation, do it. It's like there's a whole thing now uh, uh, where people can, you know, what, what did you tell me about that thing where people can pay for the podcast? Oh, Patreon. Patreon, where the, the crowd can pay for the podcast. And I'm thinking about doing it. I don't know. I, part of me doesn't like asking people for money. I know I raised 13000 for the for the movie, and I'm, I'm still planning on making that movie. And I'm just actually shortening it down to a, when I picture it as a TV show also, as well as a movie, and yada, yada, yada. But I'm thinking I'm, a lot of podcasts go that way, where the crowd can then can actually pay people, but pay us. And uh, I would like to get cameras in here. Uh, I would like to just set this uh, studio up. If you don't you notice, I, I live in a two-bedroom apartment. I converted one of the bedrooms into the podcast studio. It's a pretty big room, right, you guys? I mean, it's a, a decent-sized room. Size. Uh, I went out. I spent $500 on equipment, none of it which works. Um, so then I had to go spend more money on this stuff. But I think that uh, I would like to get actual... Um, video cameras in here and be able to stream it live and then put it on YouTube and Facebook. I don't know how to do all that, but I'm thinking about doing a, a, a Patreon thing. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Hit me up if you think that's something you guys would be interested in actually donating to or not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so Tyler, what's going on with you? Uh, not a whole lot, man. I had a kind of a slow week last week for comedy. I did a great show down at Huntington Beach uh, on Thursday night, and where I, uh, Doug James's room down at oh. the uh, Gallagher's right pub. It's just this little Irish bar, and they've been doing comedy there for like fifteen years or something like that, and they just pack it out. And uh, the guy that runs it is this crazy old dude, but uh, it's it's a fun show. Yes, um, I didn't have much going on this weekend, uh, but I went out and kind of uh, checked out some spots. Uh, had fun watching the fights with a couple of buddies um sunday night uh and yeah just looking forward to uh another big event this week and 
I got a bunch of shows lined up. Uh, not this week, but next week coming up. So. Um, oh, actually, Friday night I did a show at the Ice House, and I headlined the Ice House, and they had good comics on the show. Your best friend, the guy, what's his name? The guy who sings, Brett Riley. Brett Riley was on the show, and uh, Adam, you're my best friend. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I better be. I'm, um, I'm taking you to the fucking fight on Saturday. Uh, but there was a guy who went on who I had to follow, who was a juggler. But he wasn't just like he was a really good juggler. Like I think he might win America's Got Talent, or he's doing well on that, or and he's entering it. Was to, it Ivan? P- yes, yes. Ivan Pistel. He's such a good guy. Too. I had to follow him, and I was nervous because he was destroying, and he was juggling hammers, and not just like balls and tennis balls and a bowling ball. And I'm like, ah, shit. But our hero prevailed. Uh, I went up there and just fucking slayed him. I was, Who's I was hero. Yeah, every you're here. Every, everyone's hero. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, I'm sure you killed Ivan. I've done uh, a handful of shows with him. The thing that I love about him is he's very funny uh, in his own right as a comic. He's great. He's a great juggler, but he knows that juggling's like he knows it's kind of corny or whatever. And so his like tagline is Ivan uh, Pacell making juggling tolerable since you know 2002 or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. No, it was cool. I, I had I had a good time. I, I was really really happy. I'm just like. I don't know. I'm almost a year 18 in comedy. And it's a year 18, you just like, something hits you where you just stop caring. You're just like, fuck it. Bring it. It's, I'm just like that fighter. I'm like the Shannon Rich. Well, I don't, I don't have 110 <laughs> losses, but. I was going to say, but, I think your record is a little better. But I'm just yeah. like, fuck it. You want to go? Let's go. All right. Two days notice? Bring it. So let's talk about the fights that happened. Um, there was a, a really, really. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? So it, was, I, it was good. I was actually, I, I loved watching UFC fight night. Some great fights. You know, let's first talk about the Aljamain Sterling, Brian Caraway fight. Um, it's kind of how I, I picked a draw. And I think it might have been an actual draw. I thought it could have been definitely. The, the yeah. first round was definitely 10 8. Were you there too? Yeah. No, the first round was definitely 10 8. Uh, I think it was 10 8. I thought it was 10 8. Uh, and I think that, you know, the, the draw was the pick. I think that it's funny, those two fighters, because Aljamain, I think, is the more talented, natural, more blessed fighter. Uh, Brian Caraway is the grizzled vet who has just been around, and I think it's a case of one guy having too much confidence in Aljamain versus... Caraway having too little confidence, like he's the guy that needs yeah. to see, see a, a a therapist and a a mental coach and everything else. And it was a very very close fight. I'm I'm not happy Aljamain lost because I like Aljamain. I wanted them both to win, but I'm I'm happy that Aljamain now knows that he can lose. And yeah. I'm happy that the way he lost was he didn't get hurt, he didn't get beat up, he didn't get knocked out, he didn't get fucked up. He lost a fight. He got out grappled in a fight. He he walked away. I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna you know be on medical suspension for six months. But it was a very interesting fight, and I think that uh, also Lutrition, uh, who has been working with Aljamain, I'm telling you, this guy. I know he's friends with my friend Brian, and he seems like a really nice guy. Aljamain looked amazing. He looked like a professional bodybuilder. He looked more ripped than he's ever looked in his career. But he gassed in the first. He gassed second round. He had nothing left. He he, he didn't have he he, and I think that Lou, it, it's difference between you know being an athlete and being an MMA fighting shape. You know, like it's a different type of getting in shape. And Caraway had the better cardio. And yeah. if you look at those two fighters, and you go, who has better cardio? Uh, 
you look at who has better cardio, you're going to say Aljamain Sterling has better cardio out of those two. But he didn't have the better cardio. Uh, thoughts, CB? Okay, so there's, I have a lot of things to say to that <laughs> on different levels. Number one, a lot of people... And I know it's been said in here, they make fun of the whole graphing thing, but I don't only do it for photos and autographs. I ask the guys and I look, ask them how they're doing, how their camp's been, how they look. And, you know, I saw um, Al Jermaine the night before weigh-ins, and he was walking back to his room at 137. And this was probably around 11 o'clock midnight. And he looked ripped. He went to bed at 137. Which is fine. Which That's- is fine. So he had a, a pound to cut. Um, he looked good, like his body looked good, but his face didn't look good. He looked like he was having somewhat of a tough cut and I'm not taking a shot at nutrition, but there could be something about walking around like, you know, 10 pounds over, whatever it is. Um, so that's one of the things. The other thing about Brian not really having the confidence, I think he got it this week because he was walking around and I didn't see him much because they live in Vegas. So he wasn't really staying at the hotel until the last night, the night, uh, the night of the weigh-ins or the night before the fight. And when they weighed in, which I was at too, Brian said something to him and nobody heard it. So when I saw Brian and Misha, I said, you know, what'd you say to him? And he goes, I told him his time's up. And they both went in there strong. Aljo gassed after the first. And then the one thing I noticed was he's, he's on the ground, he's on his back, and he's got this like under cradle under like brian's groin and he's trying to like pull him into so aljo can get back mount it's like dude you're gassed and you're trying to lift this dude turn him all these things and brian's just kind of like laying on him controlling him and i'm wondering what the hell he's doing but first round gassed after that for sure but i think the first round should have gone 10-8 uh i'll tell you what aljo gassed uh, he's in phenomenal shape, but you can't carry a gold chain like that around <laughs> and not have it. it, it and it a fit fourteen inch cock too, as well. <laughs> well. I don't know about that, but the, you know the chain. Now? I'm telling you, the chain. Uh, it was too much for him. It wore him out. And he was gassed before he got in there. Um, the the mental aspect. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the post fight interview, but Caraway mentioned that because someone people always ask, "Oh, are we looking at a new Brian Caraway?" And one of the things he mentioned was talking to uh, mental coaching and mental. Uh, preparation and, and how he felt like more confidence going into this fight. So that was an issue. One of the things I want to talk about in this fight was that crazy position. It was like, well, uh, Aljo had him in like, yeah, he had him in the like, full Nelson. Yeah, yeah. sort of. Well, but it but was he like, didn't have the Nelson. He oh. had his he had his forearm behind his uh, his neck and he was kind of cranking it like like a like a Nelson. But yeah, that should be not. two points right there. I think um, if you pull off certain moves, it should automatically be a ten eight. Even if you get your ass kicked the entire I've time. Never I don't seen know. That <laughs> I think I've the, never seen it. it the thing amazing. is, so many judges are so hard to give a ten eight round. Yeah, no. I can see it, but I didn't see. He absolutely controlled the ground, and he did uh, land some heavy strikes. But I, I don't know if you can make the case for a ten eight. But and also, it was the second half of the round. It wasn't like minute, you know, ten seconds in to five minutes. It was dominance. It was it was a pretty even fight going into like minute two thirty, and then he started really pouring it on. Uh, there's a lot of. I mean, look, I think that Aljamain learned a, a lot in this fight. Uh, you. I don't think he necessarily underestimated Brian, but he definitely, you know. But I think that in a rematch, Aljamain might win the rematch. It's not that was a very very close fight. And what, that, what judge gave him the fight? Al Jermaine Bird or Adelaide, Adelaide Bird, Bird, who I think is the worst judge. It seems like she's every single fight she has a, something. I don't know what. 
It doesn't. She shouldn't be judging anything. Uh, seriously, yeah. she I shouldn't. Stevie do, Wonder would do a better job. Yeah, really. Good Judge Judy, or uh, you know, sorry, I mean, that, it was horrible, awful. So uh, I don't know. It was. I was happy for for both of them. I was happy for Brian because the night that I hung out with Brian, it was me, Brian, Tracy Lee, and Heather, uh, Joe Clark, and. Brian didn't like me because I had made 10 million caraway jokes before that. And he came to my show and he gave me a look like, you better not. And I look in and I was having an okay set. It wasn't a great set, but he was crying laughing. He loved it. He loved every minute of it. And we went out that night and we had the best time. He, he we had a couple drinks. We talked about his old fights. He was the most humble, down to earth, like just a nice person. And you, it wasn't this same Brian Caraway that I knew from, you know, telling Ronda Rousey, I'll knock your fucking teeth out, whatever it is. It was, this was a different guy. And I, ever since then, I've, I've had a, a spot in my heart for Brian Caraway. And I'm happy for him because it's also, look, when you're dating Misha Tate and you're five foot three and. You weigh the same. And he's a, the same weight. Same weight. And it's a, a, a girl that everybody in the world wants to fuck. And you get to fuck her and everyone just makes you as the beta man. It's not the easiest position in the world. Uh, so I give Caraway a lot of credit. I'm sure I'm- he gets some good positions, but I actually have a funny joke for you. Speaking of roasting him, what's that? So when I went up to him and Misha to get a picture with the belt, I said I'd love to take a picture of you- with you guys holding the belt. And Brian goes, "Well, that actually should be my belt because I'm the one that gets roasted the most." Mm. Uh, and I nice. almost had to give it to him. Yeah, you know? no, he should. He does get roasted the most because he could take it. I- Misha gets upset. I remember Misha came on the podcast and she had us. She was the only one out of the three years of having a podcast that had stipulations, which is I'm going to hang up as soon as I get an inappropriate question. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, that's not how you want to go into an interview. And then, so she was like, Ronda Rousey's so fake. And I was like, speaking of fake, she goes, don't even. <laughs> She's like, I'll hang up. I'll, I was like, all right, all right. But uh, anyway, they're, they're, I'm happy for them. I'll tell you also I'm happy for Chris Camozzi. Uh, a lot of people did not have him winning, especially the guy CB Gold right here. Uh, I'm happy Chris won. Chris is a guy that always asked me, hey, man, roast me, roast me, roast me. When I was in Vegas, he was like, I really want to meet you, man. I just want like, he was like going up to me, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? He kept hitting me up where I'm going to be. So the night I, I meet him, I'm stoned out of my mind. Like, and I hate meeting people for the first time when I'm stoned because I always think that they think that I'm a fucking idiot or like, like I'm not there or I'm slower. I try to say as little as possible so I don't embarrass myself. I don't know if you – Tao doesn't smoke. Joe, you smoke? Uh, by the way, we have, we have a new sound guy, Joe, who, uh, Joe, who's a very, very funny comedian. He, work, he used to work at the HaHa. Ha. He's 19 years old, right? 20 years old, super, super nice kid, big fan of the show, Joe Perez. So he's our new sound guy. Uh, he will be having a mic uh, in upcoming shows. So uh, we're doing it out of my apartment now. We're going to have more things to do. Anyway. Can we have a comedy battle between him and uh, Not Funny or Not Very, whoever, Brian from Milk Money. Uh, oh, oh, God. Uh, I like Brian, but man. Yikes. You think Joe would kill him uh, on the stage? Joe, yeah, Joe's, Joe's a beast. So uh, Chris Camozzi, you know, he's a guy that, when I talked to him, he was worried about getting cut from the UFC. He had just lost two fights, and he was like, man, all I want to do is fight. He goes, if I get cut from the UFC, I'm going to fight every week. I'm going to go to a different town and fight their guy. That's all I want to do is fight. And then he said him and his gym members were going to join that league where it's 10 on 10 fighting. This dude is a legit fighter. That's all he wants to do is fight. And... uh I was happy for him. I was also happy for him because he told me he was the only guy that never had a takedown in the UFC. He had like 10 fights without getting one takedown. He, uh, yeah, he went 0-16 for takedowns. He yeah. got, so he got 
you got in the yeah the wind column there a little bit, but still. yeah. So I was happy for Chris. Good dude. That was a beating he put uh, on Vitor. Yeah. That was a beating. It yeah. It was like you're watching it and you're just seeing Vitor's face. Every round, it's just getting worse and worse and bloodier and bloodier. And it was just a lot of people were like, w- where's all that blood coming from on Chris? I'm like, that's coming from Vitor's face. Yeah, I was, I was super happy for Chris, even though he has the worst fucking tattoo. He's hard to make fun of, too, because a guy like that. Why is, is like, it the worst? The one on his chest? Yeah, it looks like an awesome piece. Like, what, he Kermit looks the like Frog's a, testicles. He, he looks like, like he's, got a, he's got a permanent Ed Hardy t-shirt on. <laughs> it's a grenade with two skulls and wings. Well, I guess a guy, who, who has, a guy who has six... Conor McGregor tattoos. You get five. The five and the Joker, ha ha ha, written all over your body. Uh, I guess that that is probably a, a uh, you know a very nice. Never tattoo. mind the other hundred and fourteen tattoos. You I have one hundred and fourteen. I have one hundred and twenty tattoos. Wow. Or as my artist says, I have one. It starts in my shoulders and goes all the way down. One hundred and twenty tattoos. Twelve years, man. Wow. By the way, so Sarah McMahon. Speaking of tattoos, somebody actually took a picture of her back and then posted it going like what a shitty tattoo which i don't know i i, I look that fight by the way like i actually tweeted during that fight that there was i'm not saying there's no action but bill cosby's just got a boner um it was bad and, and, and it's funny because the two girls that tweeted it were lauren murphy who, who thought that was the funniest thing ever and leslie smith it's always like the chicks that like in their weight class who yeah. uh who, who those girls fought it was a it was a bad fight. It was a good fight for Sarah. I mean, it was a little boring, but she dominated. She won. She, you know, took no damage. And uh, it wasn't an exciting fight. It wasn't the best fight. I think somebody said, I think it was Kevin Lee that said that uh, Jessica I was way more concerned with, you know, Sarah's game plan than doing her own game plan. You know, it was all about she didn't, wasn't, you know, putting her will onto Sarah. I know that Jessica I was, you know, looked devastated after the fight. It was so it was hard to watch. I'm a big fan of Jessica I. I don't know where she goes from here. She's obviously a very talented fighter, and I felt bad for her because I, I I like both of them. Um, but it was not a very exciting fight. And you know, Sarah even said at the end, she's like, "I would like a title shot in, in the most <laughs> nicest way possible." Yeah, However, how do you argue for that. There's no argument. How do you give her a title shot after that? Well, you don't. But the, but she did. Almost beat Misha Tate. That first fight with Misha, she had Misha on Queer Street. But that was before she was the champ. Fine, but she had her hurt, and then uh, and then round two, uh, Misha won, and then round three was very close. Misha got a takedown, so Misha won. But it was a very close fight. That was also quite a few fights ago for her. Yeah, you're right. There's, was, a, there's a lot more compelling matchups, I think, that can be made right now. She, oh, If course. she got another good fight and, and maybe a more decisive win or something, then she could argue, but she did ask very nicely. It was very, She's a very <laughs> nice girl. As for Jessica, you know, she... After the fight, I saw a thing on Instagram. I was already on my way home. She was in good spirits. She said, you know what? Whatever comes next, comes next. Um, I would say, and I can't guarantee it, but I would say, I think she had a tough camp. Or either or a tough cut, because all of the fighters were in one hotel and they all checked in, like not together, but they're all there. And then she ended up staying at a different hotel until the night before the fight. I never saw her all week, and she had to come over a few times. And the only time I saw her was she rushed into an elevator at like eleven thirty at night, um, the night before the fight, and nobody saw her. She was the only one I didn't see. All week, yeah. So, I think they're both kind of hot, though, and like, I, I would, I think they're both girlfriend material. They both have great bodies. They're probably fucking animals in bed. Uh, 
I'd probably Sarah more than Jessica. I just feel like Jessica would be more of a complainer, a little more than Sarah. Uh, Sarah's the kind of chick that I think will just break your dick. I mean, she just looks like she's just down all the... She's like in cougar mode. Jessica hasn't reached cougar mode yet. I was going to say, Jessica will be nicer to your dick. She'll be nicer. But Sarah's like, I know what I want. I want it now. So she'll throw you on the bed and just, just fuck your brains out. Are you, do you agree? Oh, I mean, I don't know, like, uh, <laughs> psychologically, but I'm saying physically, she's so jacked, man. She's like, she's like almost cyborg level ripped. Really? You think so? Sarah McMahon? Her arms are huge. She's so built. She doesn't man. have that, the six pack, but I feel like her arms and shoulders, if she gives you a handy, it's like three, <laughs> it's like three strokes and then you're done. Like your dick might be ripped off uh, with a hand job. I think it was funny at the MMA awards when she was in that dress, but she's like so ripped and then she's wearing this like revealing, like almost risque dress and you're like... Is that Sarah McMahon? Like, well, it's a funny. Nothing like the it. funny part is that at the time I was with Gina, and Gina, uh, who actually, you know, she's a one thirty five or who won her fight in one round. You could see it. She she did great, but she's like, "Hey, Sarah, can I can I feel your ass?" And Sarah goes, "You're not a lesbian, right?" And she's like, "No." She goes, "Okay." Like if she was a lesbian, she'd say no because then you're getting pleasure out of it. And you're sitting but in the corner <laughs> playing with yourself. No, I was meanwhile, like, meanwhile, Adam's like, "I'm not a lesbian." I, I was, can you're I, right. Can That's, I? Yeah, I was just entertained by this. I was like, I, first of all, like that would never happen with a guy. Now a guy'd be like, "Hey, can I grab your dick?" Like that would never, you know, that would. Ne- you're not gay, right? No. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Just fucking grab for it. <laughs> that would never happen. But I was. I thought it was hilarious. I thought the whole thing was pretty hilarious. Um, um, so yeah, uh, that that fight was uh, not the best fight. Cody No Love, uh, man, that was how I did not see that fight going that way. But I thought maybe I, th- I knew Cody was going to win. I didn't know he was going to knock him out in the first. He looked his speed was good. He looked so tight, fast. looked comfortable. And I'll tell you, I hung out with Cody one day at uh, at one of the UFCs. One of the it was like the finales. I think it was the one where Ellenberger got knocked out by Stephen Thompson. Um, and Cody, it was Cody was dating uh, Paige Van Zant at the time, so I was sitting next to both of them, and she was very sweet as well. But this dude Cody is a real nice guy. He's not like you think a guy with a neck tattoo and his, the way he looks. Like this guy would kind of be a cocky prick or an arrogant or a smug or he would condescending or whatever. Not at all. I mean, as humble as they come, nice, almost to the point where you're like. Is this the person? Is this the right person inside this body? Like he's just a very polite, just really yeah. cool. Uh, I like Cody a lot. I'm really happy for him. I think that was a a really good matchup for him. I'm curious to see how he's going to do. That 135 pound division is stacked. I was talking about my little brother Max about that. I mean, you got the champ Dominic. You got Favor, who I don't think is the number two guy, but let's say he's the number two guy right now. Then you got TJ, and then now you got Cody. Uh, who's got to be up there? You got D- Dodson. So you got Caraway. Uh, you got Aljamain. Um, I mean, that's seven guys right there uh, that are just b- besides the Eddie Winelands and the Manny Gambier. You still got Tomas Almeida. Tomas Almeida. I mean, that thirty-five pound division is stacked. Well, Almeida was four going into that fight, right? Yeah. Just so you think that can put Cody up at four now, or that I think he was at- already re-ranked, and I think he's number four. Okay. Dude, that was a, that was a, dis- that was a huge win for him. That, that rocked him right up the ladder. Uh, I had picked him to win. Uh, that was a tough pick, because, I mean, you got two guys coming in undefeated, but, God, man, 9-0 and with eight KOs, like, that's... Cody has been knocked out before, though, as an amateur. Yeah. So he hasn't really been hit yet clean uh, in the pros. I think his chin is fine. Maybe he has been hit, but I, I, I want to see him go against – I want to see him against Dotson. 
That that's I think what they were talking about. I woke up to like a bunch of tweets. What do you think, Cody versus Dodson? I'm like. I don't know. Cody's got power, but Dodson's got power and speed, and he's I, little. But yeah. I was impressed with. I know Cody's got power. I was impressed with his hand speed in in that first round. Man, watching him throw uh, the exchanges with Almeida, like because um, it's like you know they say people say speed kills, and like I know when he sits down on his punches and lands, he's got power. But like, dude, how fast? Like when you watch a guy, that's like you know you always think these guys are like fast until like they go against a Demetrius Johnson yeah, yeah. or a Dotson or a, a if, like even Cruz like you watch how much faster these guys are just a little bit faster and then you go god man it's just so impressive Cody Dotson though I wonder because in that fight is Cody gonna go balls out or is he gonna keep use his distance if I were Cody I would use my you distance you have to use his distance you would have to right Dotson gets inside you're going to have a lot of trouble, but, and he's so fast. But Cody was, I think, like 30-1 and one as an amateur boxer. I mean, he's got legitimate boxing skills. I, w- I would argue he has the best boxing skills in the division. There's no one else that has that types of boxing credentials in that division. Uh, you know what's funny about that is, is other people were asking me the other night and leading up to today, they were like, you know, how does he do against Dom? I said, it's a good fight. He's got power, but Dom's got the best head movement and footwork. In in the division, if not the UFC, like so, it, it would be a very interesting matchup. But they were like, "Whoa!" Because TJ, I'm like, "Yeah, TJ barely hit him in that fight." So you really don't know. But like you said, there's so many guys at 135. You could like, you and then you do, got Darian you could, Caldwell, who I think is as good as any of them. To come over, yeah. He Darian, he's not going to. He just signed like a 10 fight contract. Yeah, he resigned, and he'll dominate that division. He'll get the winner of Dantas Galvao and. He'll win it. He'll be the he'll be the champ for sure. I don't see it any other way. Are you going to the fight Saturday? This Saturday? Yeah. No. You sold your tickets? I refunded my tickets. Ticketmaster issued refunds. Really? Main event changes in California with UFC authorization. They have to issue. They have to uh, offer refunds. And I thank God I got my refund. Number one, I was the first person to get a refund through Ticketmaster. But when BJ dropped, I'm like, I don't want to fucking be there anymore. I don't need to go. Hmm. So, but I'll be at uh, the fighter hotel before and after the <laughs> event, as well as the rest of the. Do people know you now? Like at the, the fighters look at you and go, "Hey, CB." Honestly, yeah, they more than know me. What do you mean? I got Caraway and Misha weren't stopping for anybody all week. They stopped for me twice. Um, I gotta imagine something to do with. A, a, I mean, they've seen you out there, event after event after event. But now you're standing there with a gold belt. That's got to stand out. <laughs> well, in the I crowd. didn't. I didn't bring the belt out till. Uh, I think Friday or No, if somebody doesn't give you an autograph, will you hit them with a belt like in WWF? No, not at all. But nobody nobody turned me down all week. Um, I stayed away from one person on the card. I'm going to keep them nameless because I'm not trying to blast them. Oh, come on. Really? Yeah. We just talked about them a little little bit ago. By the way, you're getting very confident on Twitter as of late. About what? You got to be careful. About what? About roasting some of these people. I'm not roasting. I'm just having fun. Uh, uh, I know you're having fun, but I'm a professional comedian. I kind of know my boundaries. I don't want to see you get hurt or, or like get fucked up or, or someone come after you. I'm what just, was it? The Evan Tanner comment? Well, that that, that was slamming the guy's head in the car door. That that wasn't great. The Paige Van Zant one. That was on. Uh, wasn't that Facebook? Yeah, that was Facebook. Yeah, I kept it off Twitter for that I, reason. You, you got. I mean, you gotta you gotta be careful. You got to be careful. And then even when guys like like say shit to you and you saying, "Hey, how about I." Put your head into a locker or something. Uh, well, yeah, because he said I'd prefer getting my hand slammed in a car door than getting CB's signature. I understand, so I but CB, with, if you want to be, you got like the the, the the shitty part about being a, a 
a, no, a, a name it. in this business, okay? And if you want to be a name, you got to rise above it. You, you can't engage with, you can't feed the trolls, as they say. And because, and also, you got to be careful with these with the fighters. I'm telling you this from, from the experience. The fighters, I'm not worried about. The I fighters, know, but, but, but every one of them is cool with me. I know, but I've been doing this. I know, but I see you. You're getting more success, and I'm happy for you. Really happy for you. I just don't want to see you get hurt because it's a very dangerous line. We in terms play. of the fighters, yeah, I totally don't understand what you mean. Okay, I don't think I crossed any boundaries, and she was there all week. I didn't cross. No, any but on my Twitter, I'm saying I didn't. I didn't do anything with the fighters on Twitter. The Paige Van Zandt joke that was on Facebook. Oh, do, even on social media. Facebook is a little only certain people. I don't public to the world. Doesn't matter. Listen, if Adam thinks I, I you it. took a joke too far. <laughs> It's probably well. It's just because it's him. Because I don't want him. I don't want him to get hurt. And then, and all of a sudden, someone a fighter attacks him. And then it's. And then I'm gonna feel no, bad. No, of course, of like, course not. Like, you know, this is like a protege. I have to like. I'm like the what's the guy in Batman? The trained Batman. Robin. Yeah, I'm like the Raza Ghoul oh. of this of this operation. No, you know? I just was making. I no, didn't, it's like I didn't no, but it's like, but I'm no, but you. it's like when I when I make jokes about fighters. Okay, I I try to do it in a way where. You don't insult the fighter, but you, you, you but he, he is the butt of the joke. Yeah, but you don't do it in a way where you're the guy's really gonna fucking kill you. You know, oh, and, absolutely. And and then sometimes you see, I see people that they tag me in these jokes, and they just say the fucking horrible shit, and I'm like, all right, like, the, and then I'm like, leave me out of this, yeah, dude. Exactly. This is not what I'm prom- I'm prom- promoting this. I'm promoting comedy. You know, as a comic, you know, it's not just anybody to go on stage and just roast a crowd. You know, you, you make it seem like everyone can because you're good at it and you make it seem like anyone can do it. But, you know, I'm just saying. All right. I won't, I won't attack fans, <laughs> followers, whatever. I won't make jokes about fighters anymore. Do what you want. But you're your own man. Back to our original conversation, okay. whether the fighters know me or not. It's not because I do the autographing. It's because I've been in this seen and business for close to 10 years yeah you know i'm gonna see dom this weekend uh he'll say what's up to me uriah same thing always gives me a hug this this last week my friend who was with us i had two friends um that came with two people that you met at the house Mm -hmm. that came with me to the fights and he was filming my interactions with fighters and like these guys actually are happy to see me of course they are you're a good guy but they but they also know me you know i go Guys know me from Extreme Couture. They know me from different gyms and training and all that stuff. This isn't just for for the fans of this show that think I just run up, say sign this, and run away. No, like I said, I have conversations with these people. I have interactions. And I make it to the point where a friend of mine actually was telling me, you know, stop at a certain point because you don't want to abuse the relationship. And so I don't. But even the Brazilian fighters are happy to see me. And that's where the Portuguese comes in, which makes me really happy. But... I had a very, very successful fight week, and I love MMA, as everybody knows it, but I will do whatever I can to, you know, keep the fighters happy and whatnot. I'm not just one of those guys. Like, sign this, bye. Or if Conor McGregor was like, listen, jerk me off, and I'll fight. Here we go. Oh, okay, or if you, don't, if you don't give me a hand job, I'm never fighting again. What would you do? Are you fucking kidding me? I'm just saying. What, what if he said that? Can we get a realistic fucking fight? I, I, I'm, just, I'm just, right? He said, if he said, listen. I'm not going to jerk off any. You, <laughs> you asked me if I'd smoke weed with him, which is a lot less of a fucking stressful situation. And I said no. All right. So, no, it's. <laughs> okay, all right. So irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> to you, all right? But to, to me, this is, this, is, this is. All right, Jeremy Stevens. Uh. Jeremy Stevens looked look great. Fucking killer, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy Stevens. Uh, I don't know if anybody has ever like this Barrow. 
I mean, he's really fading fast. Uh, I feel like TJ Dillashaw took his soul. Um, but Stevens looked great, and Stevens has been around forever. He comes out to Real Motherfucking G's, right, by Easy. No, I think he came out to um, Go to Sleep by DMX. And, oh, wow. Uh, DMX, Eminem. That that one. Oh, nice. And it's like, go to sleep, bitch, die, motherfucker, die. <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. we're getting into it. I um, mean, I, think- oh, I was going to say, I, I picked Barrow. Uh, I thought he was I would, thought he was due to, to kind of get back in the win column. But after uh, I, I made that pick on Thursday, I like to like reevaluate my picks after I watch the weigh-ins, you know, just kind of see how guys look. And Stevens looked like such a bigger uh, bigger man, uh, but also the, there was that weird like stumble and shove. He was like, he was, like skipping. I, I talked to um, Petanaris as well as Jeremy Stevens, and he was yeah. like, he was almost like skipping jogging, and I guess he didn't realize the distance, and Jeremy's like, dude, you're in my personal space. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Shut shit out of him. And uh, at that point, I was like, I really, after seeing him out in the weigh-ins, I thought, God, I, I kind of want to switch to Stevens, because, uh, and he's just a killer, man, and then, of course, I stuck with my pick, and he uh, he got it done, man. Stevens looked amazing, looked and incredible. you know we're talking about a guy that was in jail. Remember a couple years ago? I couldn't get him out in time for the fight. You know, he was at, I think that might have been the rock bottom of his career. Where he's supposed to be the main event on some fight card. He was in jail, and, and they, it was like, and now look at him. He's just been winning and winning and winning. And uh, I, talk, I did an interview with him on somebody's radio show, and he seemed like a super nice guy. He is a very, very nice guy. His um, wife is hot, or his girlfriend. He came I, to my show. His wife, his wife. Uh, started yelling at somebody. When I was uh, talking to Stevens late fr- uh, late Saturday night, I was hang. I walked up to him. I wanted to talk to him, get a picture with him real quick. And somebody walked by and was like, "Oh shit, it's Conor McGregor!" And she turns around and goes, "Not everybody's Conor McGregor, you stupid motherfucker!" Really? And I was laughing, and Jeremy was laughing. Uh, the thing about Burrell, I think you know, going up a weight class might have been good for him. I think if he was still at 135 and he was sucked up and everything, I think he could have gotten knocked out in that in that fight because he oh, did yeah. get blasted. There's two things that I did notice, and I don't know if you, I don't know if they what they showed on TV of them entering the octagon and, and coming in, but Barral came out to this like upbeat Brazilian Portuguese music and he was dancing the whole fucking way in. And there's another thing. He went to check in because all the fighters have to check in before the fight, fill, fill out a little bit of paperwork, whatever, what Alan told us a couple months ago. And um, so he went in early, he checked in, and then he wasn't fighting till I think like 8.30, 9 o'clock. This was probably 5.30. And my friends told me he walked into the buffet and was eating at the buffet before coming to the fight, like two really? hours before, I swear to you, before he fought. And he was at the buffet the night before after weigh-ins. So I, I don't know. I, I just there were a lot of things. You know, you, hey, you man, see a like, lot of things when you know, you're there. When hey, you're hey listen, you know, sometimes uh, you're, when you're a grizzled vet, it's not like I remember. Sometimes before my shows, I, I'll have like the, a huge meal, and people look at me like, "How do you eat before you go on stage?" I'm like, "Bro, you, you know how many times I rolled up to the show like." I've, I'm running late. I walk in the room and go right on stage. Yeah. That's just that's just the the nature of the beast, man. You just you just go time. Jeremy Stevens has just been there. He's done that, uh, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him a lot. Um, some other fights that went down. Uh, the, the fight I didn't see was the um, uh, the guy with the dumb haircut, Lorenz Larkin. Uh, you didn't see that one? No, that was the only one I didn't see. Uh, Mosfidal. Yeah, who won that fight? I heard they gave it to Larkin, but Mosfidal was complaining on Facebook. Larkin won the split. There was a lot of like controversy around it. I do not think 
that it should have been a split. I felt like Lorenz was doing more. Um, and I, you know, I, I definitely saw it going to Lorenz two rounds to one, maybe three nothing. But yeah, there's a lot of people talking about. It. I don't see how it could have gone two rounds or three to Masvidal. Yeah, I, I had picked Masvidal and I was pulling for him to win. I like him. I think you got you got Larkin coming down from yeah that, from I, such a heavyweight class. Yeah, all your picks were wrong, Tyler. Just I, for the record, you you sucked this week, dude, man. I, it went I think shit. I got everyone right except for the draw because no. I didn't want to piss off uh, Aljamain. I picked Caraway. I picked Garbrandt. I picked Story. Uh, a story picked, looked good. Um, I picked uh, Story Coke, looked really picked, good. I got uh, some I got some picks, but like I think there was a lot of really tough calls and tough matchups, but uh I think one of the things the factors in that fight was like Masvidal coming up and um and Larkin coming down. Like he's a big dude, man, and, and he just was getting the best of it. I don't know what is it. I know that one fifty five I think one fifty five yeah. and one seventy, it's a stupid weight. It should be like fifty five, sixty five, seventy five, eighty five, ninety like because it just seems like these guys that are too big for fifty five but not big enough for 170 gets screwed, and you you see a yeah. lot. It just you just, you're just too it's too big of a gap. It, it's like I mean it, it makes no sense. It goes from 25, 35, 45, 55, 170. You know yeah. I mean who I don't understand who came up with that. It should just be 10 pounds I think until you get to heavyweight. Well, well they probably didn't have the depth when they first started the league to fill out. The, I mean it's like the same thing with the little guys. Like they didn't have yeah, but they do now. They do now, and they. they I agree, dude. They should because because that's where you get so much depth and get rid of the electoral college too. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm serious. The people are like, well, back then, you know, the, not fair for the small states like Maine. Well, it, it's not. We don't have 13 colleges anymore. Okay, we have a, everyone. I think the vote should be a regular vote. Everyone's vote, and then whoever gets the most votes wins. You agree? Yeah, the electoral <laughs> co- electoral oh. college is uh, it is an interesting situation there, and if not enough people live in your shitty state, yeah, and maybe more people should move there, or you should move somewhere. I else. agree. By the way, you see Trump this morning, his speech. No. Oh my God, I'm not a Donald Trump fan, but I must say, so last night I couldn't sleep. I was up till two o'clock in the morning writing jokes. Just had one of those nights, and then I woke up early at like eight o'clock in the morning. I put on Fox News to fall asleep. That's what I always do because it just puts me to bed. Uh, <laughs> It's science fiction. Yeah, fuck. Oh, oh, fucking Bill O'Reilly every night puts me to sleep. Uh, I, I don't agree with like a lot of what he says, but he's entertaining, and I just I fall asleep. Uh, so this morning, uh, it was eight o'clock in the morning. Trump had this thing where, like, the vets. He 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 had said he gave six million dollars to the to the vets and everyone the you know the the, the veterans and people said no he does no he didn't no one got that money yada yada, yada. so this morning he calls a press conference at Trump Tower and says exactly how much money he gave to each one I gave a hundred thousand dollars to this and fifty that and then he commented on each one and he said how Hillary's not giving anything to anybody and then he goes off on the press he's like you guys this is the most dishonest press and then some guy from ABC says something then he goes you're a sleazeball and just went off, off. And he's like, I put a million dollars of my own money to. And then he had a guy from uh, this veteran guy, this like ex, uh, or this current Marine, stick up for him, going off on the fucking liberal media. This guy, Donald Trump here, he's a good man. It was such theater. Uh, and uh, I'm telling you, there's something about Trump that uh, I don't, I can't vote for him based on his policies. But his personality is fucking hilarious. Like this, you cannot believe this is the guy running for president, calling people sleazeballs and idiots and this and that. You're just like, what is? But he did. He he actually he made them listen to every to the 26 people donate. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. 
What's up? I would replace hilarious with dangerous. Uh, yeah, dangerous is right. I look, but yeah, but who's better? I mean, is Bernie's Bernie is probably not going to win. Hillary, do you, how do you feel about Bernie? He's the he's home team man. You get he could be the first Jewish president. Yeah, the guy. We finally get a Jew who doesn't care about money. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, so how do you feel about Bernie? I like Bernie's character. I, I like his integrity. Uh, as far as socialism goes, I think it works in some things like uh, you know social health care, me- Medicare. I do not believe that you can make college free. I think that will like bankrupt all. I mean, that will. I don't understand how that's going to happen. How do you go from fifty thousand dollars a year to college? All of a sudden, college is free. Who's going to pay the teachers? Who's going to pay the coaches? Who's going to pay for the building? Well, like, if we could just, we could meet somewhere in the middle and just have interest free loans because right now the government is profiting off student loans, and that's that's absurd. That's absurd. The okay, government should not be making money from an eighteen year old kid that wants to go to school. Right, which is a far stretch though for making college free, which is what he's promising. There are he's some, promising. Like, or, I, I'm from Oregon. They just made uh, they passed a law in Oregon that uh, you can go to two years of community college for free. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's, now, that's, that's not going to get you a four-year degree, and it's not going to get you uh, – uh, You know, these days I feel like kids got to go to grad school to even get a job. But that's a start. Two years of community Yeah, they college. have that now. It's already free uh, college. Uh, community college is pretty much free. So, but, but, but he's saying college is free, and kids are running around thinking that it's going to be free college, and that's insane. I, I, don't, I don't think you can really do that. And uh, I think that Bernie – why, while I like where he's coming from, and I, I do believe the system is, and also attacking the 1%, look, yeah, it is crazy sometimes that it is ridiculous how like 1% of the population owns half the money. That's, that's not right. But some people deserve to make money. I, don't, I have no problem with Bill Gates fucking being a billionaire. Uh, you, you can't just fault people for, be, for being successful. And, and there is this attitude that people have of like oh you know fuck the one percent no i i want to be part of the one percent i would love to have a fucking billion dollars that's what, that's what i'm that's one of my goals i don't of think course, it'll ever happen the way but, that you hang on to the billion dollars is that there there the system is there's this you know the what's the company in uh in delaware where trump and hillary and all these people are like there's a building. Have you heard this story? There's this building where there's like there's like six thousand companies registered. It's a tax haven. People yeah, are- right. No, there's a lot of problems, and I, and I like I like where Bernie's coming from. I think out of all of them, I'm going to vote for Bernie because Hillary. I, I don't trust her, and I hate the way she communicates. It just yells at me. She reminds me of my fucking stepmom when I was growing up. I'm like, get off the couch! Just screaming hawkishly, and and then she's all bought out, and you know, by all these corporations. I don't know. Back to MMA. I'm voting All for Chael right, Sonnen. Uh, so Chael Sonnen, Randy Couture, Don for, Fry for president, uh, vice president. Uh, <laughs> Abel Trujillo, uh, he's a fucking murderer, and I love him. Is he a murderer? Yeah, dude. I he's a guy that looks like he's a beast. He is a beast, but uh, I don't know. Do you think I like Abel a lot? He's a, he actually came on the podcast and he, he like got mad at me for roasting him. And we, we had like a uh, rap battle, me and Abel, on the podcast. He's, I, I'm so glad I never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> he's super cool. Uh, there's just something that like isn't like he, he, he won and he looked great. But he's also a guy that like it seems like if you can last with him, you have a shot of beating him if you can get past that first round, you can, which is not an easy task. But that kid did very well for himself. Jordan Rinaldi? Yeah. No, he did well. You know, Abel just kept coming through three rounds. He's been working on conditioning. He did a good job. You know, I remember the Abel that came in and it was like if, if 
he doesn't knock you out and you take him down, yeah. the fight's over. Right. He had no defense. He had no wrestling, nothing. Yeah. And then he finished a guillotine with like not even the garden. He uh, had wrestling, though. He actually... He no, was, I know yeah, he yeah. does. But now he's working with Neil Melanson on jujitsu, mm. and, you know, Henry Hooft is improving his striking. But he kept coming for that dude all three rounds. And Rinaldi's a tough, tough kid. Tough kid. But Abel looked really good. He continues to improve. And... I I see him continuing to do very well. Plus, he's a super nice guy. I do too. Uh, now he's he's Kevin Lee called him out, and uh, Kevin Lee's calling every he called but, Will Brooks out for like a week. That was the best Twitter exchange I've ever seen. But Kevin Lee versus Abel, that would be a good fight. I would like I would watch that fight in a heartbeat. Uh, I think if Kevin can't get him down, he's going to get knocked out. If Tiago Santos or Leonardo Santos knocked him out. Um, yeah, but you can't always go by that because there are guys that have been knocked out. But, but I mean, you and I have both seen fights where a guy who supposedly does not have a lot of power knocks out somebody, and then that person fights someone who has a lot of power and walks through some of his punches. Yeah, I just uh, Abel has like stupid power. He might be the hardest hitter in at 155. You really believe that? I, I think he could be up the, up at the top. I also don't understand how he makes 155 because yeah. everything about him is just like so yoked out. It looks like somebody took baseballs and put them in his shoulders. He does look incredible. Uh, so I was happy for him. I was happy because I, I did not want him to get cut. Now, uh, I think that's pretty much all the fights. That first fight was a great fight as well. That Adam Milstead and Della Rocha. Yeah, I felt bad for the thirty people that came just to watch Della Rocha, and then he got knocked out and they left. Really? Yeah, what? they were all wearing they were all wearing Team Della Rocha shirts. They were it was the same shirt. It was a red shirt. Well, there was like thirty of them in the in the lower bowl. And as soon as he got destroyed and finished, you didn't. See, I think I saw two of them later on. What bothers me about Della Rocha though? As exciting as he is, and you know, you got a heavyweight. You want to see heavyweights get either get knocked out or knock somebody out, which is what you got with him. But he's four and two. He was four and one going into the fight. Now he's four and two. So you got a guy who's four and two in the UFC, but you don't have Ben Askren, who's sixteen and zero, who was the Bellator champion, who's beaten a lot of really really good fighters, uh, great fighters actually. There's a problem with that. You know, there's an issue with that. And I don't know how I know how to solve it. You sign Ben Askren, but then, <laughs> but then, of course, you know, word is that I've heard that Ben is getting a hundred thousand dollars a fight in one FC. That's what people have he's told getting me. Getting it, fucking take. If it. he's getting a hundred thousand a fight, UFC is not going to offer him that. They're going to give him maybe twenty and twenty. Maybe they'll, they'll start him. They'll start him low. Same thing I've said about um, Will Brooks. He's talking about coming in and making all this money and whatever. I don't. They're not going to give him forty forty or sixty. They might 60. give him forty forty. I don't know about that. They give Sage Northcutt forty forty. I don't see them giving him if they sign him. You know, he's too. He was too vocal on Twitter about hating Bellator, and you know, you don't really want to take that chance with the UFC. And then you got a guy who's just trashing you all the time. There's got to be another promotion that steps up because it just seems there like isn't one. Though. I know there has to. There's got to be. I'm telling uh, Venator. That could oh, be it. No. It could be Venator. It just seems like World Series of Fighting is sort of not owned by the UFC, but they seem to have some type of really good relationship. And Titan FC. World Series doesn't have a, uh, a budget. They have no They're, budget. They, they Titan FC. guys making 160K a fight. There's got to be something because it just seems like there's, there's a bunch of guys out there right now that you could handpick from other organizations that, that are really good. I mean, I, if I was going to start my dream league... Uh, I don't know. I'd probably, 
Like best guys right now, not in the UFC. Ten best guys. Or let's do five. Terry uh, Caldwell. Caldwell. Ben Askren. Ben Askren. Will Brooks. Mm. Uh, I think that kid, that karate guy, Michael Venom Page. Oh, MVP. Um, Paul Harris, I think, I think, but that's not no, his fault. I think Marlon, oh, yeah, Mar- I think Marlon Marais and Justin Gaethje are in that. In that oh, absolutely. Th- those two. Uh, Dre the Bull, maybe. Not yet. Mm, not yet. Bubba. Bubba Jenkins. We're going to put Bubba in there. I think Dre is lucky that Bubba couldn't take that fight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, there's one fight I wanted to ask you what you thought of the decision. Let me hear. Uh, Felder and Berkman. Do you think Felder won that fight? Yeah. I don't. And I wanted Felder to win, but I... Uh, I gave Berkman the first, Felder the second. I actually left halfway through the third, so I, I didn't see the... It the, was really tough. I think it was a tough fight to score, but I don't know if uh, Felder won it unanimous. Josh Berkman, you know, Felder's got a chin because I actually talked to Gerald Harris, who said that Berkman hits him harder, hit him harder than anybody else ever hit him. Berkman actually has very underrated power. And he's got great jiu-jitsu and wrestling. But yeah. He just... He's got a terrible tramp stamp. Ugh. I don't know... Oh, I know. We were talking about I don't that. know what... Who's decide? Whoever thought that was a good idea of like, listen, I'm gonna go to a tattoo parlor and get a tattoo right above my ass. There's right now. There's two guys competing for the worst tramp stamp. It's uh, Gray Maynard and yeah. uh, and Josh Berkman. And like, why would you do that? I, I, I don't even have alcohol. a tramp stamp. Al- alcohol, really? I don't know. Maybe they went in drunk. Maybe a buddy bet them. Maybe they lost a bet. My friend Justin Berkman is a uh, comedian. He has dumbass on his ass. And that was like through a b- bad bet. He yeah. has the word dumbass. I actually did a show one time, and this girl came up to me. I talked about how like I like girls with tattoos right above their asses. I call them doggy style decorations, right? And um, and I talk about how you know. And then this girl came up to me afterwards, and she was like, "Because uh, I, I, I I did a whole thing of like if I was a girl, I'd get a tattoo right above my ass that says pull out or I'm keeping it, right? And this girl kept me up to me. She goes, I have deeper on my ass. I go, no, you don't. It was this big chick. Like, I didn't even want to see her ass, but she was huge. She was built like SpongeBob, but she, <laughs> but she had the words deeper in big letters on her ass. So I guess when you're fucking her, she wants it deeper, which is fucking crazy. Maybe she wants you to say something really intelligent and thoughtful. Oh, deeper? Like she yeah. wants you to be deeper? <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you have any tattoos, Tyler? I have no tattoos. Oh. I have no ink. I'm like an anti-CB. In every way. By the way, somebody <laughs> said that now that you're leaving, we, we, <laughs> yeah. we have no more normal people on the podcast. It's, it's completely... Uh... So anyway, by the way, so the people listen to the podcast, it should be up tonight, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to do them twice a week. If we have a fighter in town, like we have McCorkle coming this week on Friday, we're going to try to do it three days a week. As long as Joe can come here. We'll give Joe a mic. Uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a great show. We're gonna it's gonna be good. Don't worry, people. Okay, I got you. The show must go on. As yeah, long- somebody, a few people asked me at the show at the fights if the show's going under, and I said no, no, I said not at all. Which, by the way, two fans actually hit me up on Twitter to come out to the concourse and uh, meet them. Oh, nice! In the middle of the fights, and you met them? Yeah. Were they cool? I went out and hung out with them. Yeah. Did you guys kill anybody together? Or? No. One was um. One wanted me to say hi to you, but I gotta look at I gotta look up at who it was. Yeah, he was. Um, By the way, your girlfriend's with us right now. How's it going with the girlfriend? You guys getting along? No, I hate her. I brought her here to leave her here. Nice. There you go. <laughs> really, uh, really, Adam. When, when, when's your birthday? February. February. All right. You, you, so you're gonna be 21. It's. Oh, just turn. Oh, you're legal now. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's that's it's, good. Um, Joe Apple Moore. Nice. That's the. 
Oh, yeah, that guy looks very normal. <laughs> no, but do you know who I'm... I, I do know him. Yeah, I know him. So, yeah, he was... Uh, he wanted to meet me. It was pretty cool. And, oh, speaking of which, before we leave the subject, I have numerous fighters, somewhere, not more than a dozen, but that I talked to during fight week and at the event that are begging me to come on the show. Really? Yes, and she will prove it. Paul Bradley stopped me at least three or four times. Paul Bradley from Bellator? Saying, call me, hit me up. Oh, wow. I want in. He lives in San Diego. Sayada Wad said he would come in with Georgie. They would do the podcast together. Um, Johnny Johnny Case. Oh, I like him, too. Hit me up. We talked for 20 minutes out in the concourse. So many guys want to come in. No, the, the, this podcast, we, we, we have in. the People's Champion podcast. We may not have the most listeners, we have the best listeners, so number for one. who thinks I'm crazy uh, to talk to fighters, no, I'm no. promoting this show because I love this more CB, than I love you're probably, myself. you're the second best thing to happen to the show, aside from me. Okay, so uh, you, you, you are... Uh, <clears throat> but you have it. Uh, by admitted, the way, and, and Greg is coming back on Saturday. By the way, Greg Wilson's coming back. What? You have admitted before on podcasts that I do care more about this show than you so do. There, there have been times where I'm like, fuck. I gotta prepare a show Ah CB will fucking tell me What's happening in the world Uh, No there's nobody that I know That knows more about MMA than you Uh, I haven't met anybody yet I haven't I've met so many fans you do Am I out of a job Absolutely You're gone dude You're fucking You're you're, you're done So I'll get my tattoo covered up You're done Now this week uh, Let's go over some of the fights This Are you coming Thursday With Frank Mir uh, if we'll talk after, I hope. Hopefully, what time? Well, I mean, what, what, what are you gonna I mean, do? We're gonna talk scheduling now on the podcast. Talk, yeah, what well, time are we? Well, doing? we razzed me for talking too much shit on the podcast. I'm looking out for you, which dude. Could have been done in behind closed doors, no microphones. You want you want you want us to take it out of the show? No, I don't fucking care. Dude. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get a bunch of tweets like you're an asshole. No, you're not. I'm gonna get an ass. Let's see, be fucking say whatever the fuck you want. Who no, the fuck are you? No, you're a you fucking hypocrite. You, know you roast you're people right all the time. In that regard. You're right in the regard. Yeah, I took it a little far. I'm still tired. I'm recouping. I got to graph the rest of the week. I need like two weeks till I'm back to normal. So right now, I'm on Twitter especially, I'm cranky and tired. I know. I just don't want to see anything I happen know, so to I'm you. Because I will be responsible first, I was kind of pissed off. And then I'm like, you know what? You're actually right. But I thought the page joke was kind of funny. It, <laughs> it went a little far, but it was, it was funny. You know, it's one of those things, though. It's like so. I apologize to our fans for talking shit to you, slamming your head in lockers, and yeah, whatever. you don't need to do that. You, you don't need to do that. You're above it, okay? Uh, so, what were we talking about? Um, fights this week. Fights this week. Does Uriah Faber have a chance no. against Dominic Cruz? Uh, a lot of. I, I'm not writing him off. There's something about Uriah Faber. He knows this is the last hurrah. He knows this is it. If he doesn't, if he doesn't beat Cruz right now, he's not getting another shot. He should hang it up if he doesn't beat Cruz. But he's a guy that sometimes fights down to his opponent, but other times fights up to his opponent. And you know, I think he's—I don't know if he's going to win. He needs a finish. To it's going to be competitive. He needs. It's going to be very, very competitive. Because uh, I don't think Cruz is going to knock him out. You, who's ever? I mean. Your favor has been hurt, but I don't, but Cruz isn't really like a bomb thrower. He's a volume puncher. Faber's only really been hurt in the UFC by two Brazilians. In the WEC, there was a guy named Mike Brown who yeah, Mike Brown ripped his head off yeah. with a punch. But in the UFC, a Mainer, was, fellow Mainer. Yeah, UFC was uh, Barrao and Aldo that really hurt him. Um, I don't I don't see Dom knocking him out, but Faber I think needs a finish to get this belt. 
He does. I just hope he doesn't go to a bunch of parties this week, fuck a bunch of strippers, well, he wasn't porn stars, uh, banging. I mean, this dude. I've never. This dude gets so many chicks. He he's on a different level. Uh, I don't know. He's thirty seven, thirty eight. I think he's my age. I don't know if he's getting married. A guy like that, I don't know, man. I mean, I think he, maybe he'll settle down. Maybe. He's 37. 37? Two weeks ago. He's kind of older, right? I'm 38. My girlfriend's 25. Thank God. <laughs> I'm almost 31. My girlfriend's 21. I know. So you, could, you, could, you should, should knock her up. Uh, have a little graffers. Um, so... <laughs> But I think that I think if I have kids, I can use them to get more autographs. There you go. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Your kids are going to come out with four tattoos. Um, Hopefully McGregor tattoos. Yes. Uh, Kenny, I think it might be very competitive. If I had a gun to my head, I'd say Cruz wins. But I'm not counting Faber out of this fight. Yeah. uh, I think I'd have to side with Cruz. Uh, if it goes to decision, I'm with CB on that. I think if it goes to decision, Cruz is going to get it get it because of his his pace, his work rate. Um, I think he's going to be able to make uh, Faber miss more. Um, I think Faber maybe gets him on wrestling in the ground. Faber's got the I don't know. It's hard, but it's really hard to uh, pick against Faber. He's incredibly durable. He's had a lot more fights. He's way more active. He's had like what eight fights since. Cruz's hat was out. Yeah, yeah he um, had like eight or t- eight to t- between eight and ten. But it, there's something about him with the title shots, man. You wonder if there's like a curse, like he just can't seem to get it done when that belt is on the line. Um, and, and that aside, I mean, Cruz is just so technical and so quick, man. I think he outstrikes him and and makes him miss. And Faber's undefeated in non-title fights, wow. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, but he is. All defeated in UFC title fights. That one fight, though, I thought he was losing before he, that guy Frankie. Frankie Sands. Yeah, no, not Frankie Sands. Uh, the guy, the guy that like hurt himself, like favorite guillotine him, but he, like poked him in the eye first. Something happened. Oh, Francisco Rivera. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, losing. I talked to Cisco about that the other night. He wants that rematch. I thought he was losing that fight. He was that losing happened. that fight for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think Cruz cruises to a win. Cruz is uh, honestly though. Think about Cruz, and I know this personally. He is such a fight nerd. I mean, he's a guy, he doesn't party, he doesn't drink, I don't think. He sits home and he watches fights. That's all he does. And he's, the, and he's like, and he's an angry little fucker. Like, he's, <laughs> he's mean. He's, a, he's like, he's a fucking mean dude. I mean, if he likes you, he's nice, but he's fucking mean. Uh, and he's competitive as shit. This is, I'm looking forward to this fight. I am looking forward to this fight a lot. By the way, but, but I'm not sure if we should go over the fights now or if we have two more podcasts, we should wait till closer in the week. Uh, the fights that did get made, though, Arlovsky Barnett. Um, we could talk about that for a second. Barnett wins, I believe. Yeah. I think Barnett wins this fight. I think he's too big. And Arlovsky is a big guy. I just think, I don't know how he wins, but I think he wins. He's not going to fuck around like he did with uh, Rothwell. Rothwell. I mean, he was very. Um, tentative in that fight I think with Arlovsky I think he's going to go out there Probably try and take him down And get a submission on him And I don't see it I, I, I mean Arlovsky has a puncher's chance But I don't think he's going to get the opportunity To throw anything If Josh just steamrolls him and takes him down It's going to end early I can say arm triangle Because that's Barnett's favorite move And Andre's with Lutrition too So I think that definitely Barnett wins this fight <laughs> I'm just kidding Lutrition uh, Now uh, you uh, who I got in that fight? Yeah. Oh, shit. Probably Josh Barnett. I mean. Plus, Colleen came on the podcast, and she was fucking awesome. How that cool. Was so much, I've listened to it, I think, two or three times. So how how so, great was she? That was so much fun. I'm so glad I got her to come too. in. too. 
She has that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis thing where, like, I don't know. She just has that great body, really pretty face, cool as shit. She's like a physics major. They must do some... Physics major, black belt, and taekwondo. They must have the craziest sex. I mean, I, I picture that I as... Don't know about, I think Barnett probably just fucking, like, demolishes her, and she just kind of has to take it. <laughs> I don't know. so fucking forceful. I that. think they probably put on death metal. It's just black. Well, that's a given. It's just black. They, like, they walk into... Josh walks into the room. He can't... He doesn't know where the fuck he is. She hops out and just tackles him, kind of. He plays along. Then he just, like, fucks her. Then he chokes her, puts her in the fucking... In, like, the... In, in like the, the toilet or something and they love it and I, they, then they shower together it just something goes on it's, just, it's crazy fireworks go off I, it's just probably nuts and uh, don't you think that's kind of maybe this you, you, you forgot really, the sacrificial lamb in there yeah a couple clowns fucking or cutting like, fucking they're slaughtering animals while they're doing chainsaws it fucking, it's probably just insane or they just did regular missionary style <laughs> but <laughs> one or the other um, and then uh, it's gonna be Verdum versus Rothball right yeah, Didn't, Verdum got Rothwell. I think that's a kind of a silly fight to make. Yeah, Verdum all day. That I don't know. Really? I don't know. Then now why is it, if you don't know, it's not, how is it a silly fight if you don't know? Because I think it's just a silly fight in terms of the rankings. You know, yeah, they're both coming off of losses. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Junior should have got uh, Verdum. Made that rematch because Ver- Junior's on a win. Verdum just lost the belt. And um, now that you've already made Stipe Alistair, you take a look at what could be next, which all of which are rematches, depending on that. So I guess why they went with Rothwell. So what are they doing? They're doing, they're doing Travis Brown versus uh, Cain Velasquez, and then the winner fights Stipe? Maybe. They already told Mark Hunt to be ready for 200. Oh, come on. He's gonna repl- he'll replace either Kane or Travis. Which... Somebody said they heard it was going to be Mark Hunt versus Brock for 200. Is that true? No, it's not true. <laughs> Brock's under ironclad WWE contract. He's been advertised for shows coming up. He, he said he won't return to fighting. Because no matter what the UFC offers him, Vince is going to offer him more, and he's only going to have to work, you know, a dozen but days a year. But a guy like that, right? Brock Lesnar has probably made, I would think— He was think, making $5 million a fight. See, I would think he, was made, he has over $50 million. Now, yeah. he's probably got more. WWE so is paying so him let's say he has a, stupid money. Let's say he has $100 million, right? Yeah. It's him and Sable— they live in like a, a hut in Minnesota, right? They live on a huge ass farm. Uh, okay, a farm, right? Yeah, that's where the that's where his gym was. Death in Minnesota, was okay, so that's that's probably like what nine dollars a month rent. I, I mean, they, they, like, at this they, point, they probably <laughs> give it to him because they don't want to show up and be like, "We need your rent." What? Yeah, but seriously, like, I wonder sometimes what what why is Brock still doing this? And not he probably loves it. He's a competitor. He'd be bored as shit. Not, but a guy like that, you think he has a hundred million dollars? He very seems like I don't think he's going out and buying Bentleys and making it rain he on strippers. I mean, he, and he hates public. He hates snowmobiles public. and guns. Yeah, he, he probably. I don't even think he has guns. He's, he don't need a gun. It's Brock fucking Lesnar. But WWE's paying him to work less than a dozen days a year, and they're paying him like ten, twenty million. So what do you year. think he's doing all that money? Saving it for? His, does he have any kids? Yeah, he has a few. With Sable? Yes, all his kids. Is are Sable, Sable still hot or no? <sighs> She used to be so hot. She used to be so hot, but I mean, it's been a long time. She's since Jewish she was in too. The WWE spotlight. Rena Merrill. Yeah, I heard she's or Jewish. Lesnar now. I heard she's Jewish. I don't know about that, but um, you don't know that. You being a, the, the the Jew you are. You're a Jew too. I Greenberg. know. I know. Jews know other Jews. That's like our thing. I don't know, but Brock's making stupid money to not have to do shit. Instead of, you know, you work, whatever, a dozen days a year. That's still way less than doing an eight-week training camp and going in there. No, I'm and not the diverticulitis, denying. I'm not denying. I'm just that, wondering. That's crippling. I just sometimes wonder, and I'm not saying this, I'm not 
making an opinion on it. I'm, what I'm saying is I sometimes wonder what keeps guys like that going as opposed to just retiring. The love of the game, man. When you reach whatever you think your pinnacle is with comedy, I bet once you hit it, you're going to still want to go do shows. Kind of and make I, don't, I, don't, I don't think and... he loves wrestling. For some reason, I don't think Brock Lesnar loves wrestling. You think he loves it? He but loves the, it. the competition you and the spotlight and the, and the... And he's only 38. Uh, he's still young for the business. I don't know. I mean, he's got, he's got a few more years. If in I had $100 million, right, and, and, I, and I accomplished what Brock Lesnar's accomplished, which was like a, a two-time national champion... Uh, he played for Minnesota Vikings practice time. He was the UFC champion. He was the WWE champion. I had all that fucking money. I, I mean, yeah, I probably, I, I wonder, you got $100 million. Do you keep going out of lack of boredom? Or you don't want to be bored? So you just like do it for fun, shits and giggles? Or do you do it for the money? Or do you just do it because? I, somebody, do you ever wonder that at times? Maybe he feels a sense of duty. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm this. Uh, I gotta do it. I gotta do it because I'm a beast, and the fans need me. And he's a he's a freaking Viking. He's just. It's just so it's, funny sometimes. I, like, there's, there's always like, you know, I understand my drive when I want to get out of this two bedroom apartment and, and I want to get a, a family and a mansion and everything else. And I want to be the best comic in the world. That's I want to be the best comic in the world. I want to be the best podcaster. I want to be the best actor. I want to be the best this. I want to have the best girlfriend. Yada yada yada. But it's it when I see a guy like Judd Apatow, right? Whose m- movies have he, how many that guy's probably worth? What do you think? Fifty million, a hundred million dollars? Who knows? Got to be around there based on movie sales. And I see him now doing stand up comedy, back in back in the comedy club. Yeah. And I wonder, like, why the fuck is this guy doing this? And, and because there's a realness to it, man. Well, I asked him. He's like, dude, my wife's pregnant. Like, I got out of the house. Like, <laughs> so, so maybe. But you, you ever think of that? Like, there's never really a documentary on that. There's always a documentary on the guy coming up. Yeah. But the guy that keeps doing it. That's what I'm fascinated. And I'm not saying I wouldn't be that guy. But I'm no, just I, wondering that's, what. That's you, the thing is, I think when you when you have a passion, it's just you, you would do it. Like we've all done this for free. We're doing it for free. Uh, still going out, and I think that's the same with the, some of these fighters and and competitors and like. Comedy, like it's your passion. You love it. You would do it for free. So even if you made a hundred million dollars, you're still gonna want to. Like do Ron it. Jeremy still fucks girls right now, and uh, he, he still does porn. Of course he does. Well, I, mean, I think he spent all his money, but but it's a bad. Or he doesn't have much money. I, I see him driving like a like a car that you're like that's Ron Jeremy. Like he shouldn't be driving. But doesn't I, he have narcolepsy? I heard all his money is like underneath his bed. But then someone said he, he like owns a bunch of apartments in his complex. Like he owns a bunch of apartments and rents them out to people. Maybe you misheard him. Maybe they said he made he made all of his money on top of it. <laughs> I don't know. CB, you should start a fight promotion. Why? You'd be great at it. You ever think about it? I'm trying to replace Joe Silva. Really? As a matchmaker? I I'd pretty much do anybody's job in the UFC. CB I, Fight League. I would do uh... grenade fights. <laughs> I would be an announcer. I would be a commentator. I could do matchmaking. I could do Helwani's position. I feel like I'm versatile enough to do anybody's position in the UFC. And so Dana except and I for the, are going to have the a chat on Sunday. What? I said Dana and I are going to have a chat on Sunday. Really? Oh, not oh. really. I'm not going <laughs> to go up to him at your fucking show and be yeah, like, Yeah, I was like, hey, uh, Dana, it's sold out. By the way, I already bought my ticket VIP. Oh, fucker. So. Nice. Good uh, job. By the way... Um, it was funny. I was talking to Ray Longo in Vegas, and he goes, I didn't even know the information was out that Matt's doing that thing. And then I talked to Matt, and Matt was – it was late. We'll just say that. And he came from the bar. 
And Matt was fucking hilarious. He's like, I don't know how to do stand-up comedy. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get up there. It's going to be crazy. I could beat people's asses, but I can't fucking make jokes. I don't know what the hell I'm, <laughs> I'm like, look, I, I know that you, Nick, and Dana are getting up there. He goes, Nick shouldn't get up there. He's retarded. But I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> no and way. And he was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to... I'm like, just make jokes about your career. I mean, you can make a joke out of like... You know, when Rich Franklin came onto the Ultimate Fighter with you and was like, why don't you go out on one knee? Can't kick you in the face. Like, that's funny. And he was just, he's super nervous, but I'm so excited for that show. I think uh, it's going to be he'll amazing. He'll be great. Those guys will be great. Matt, Matt Sarah's a, you know, Matt Sarah's is funny. This is a funny person. I think he's I'll, the funnier one, and I think Tyler should replace Callen. <laughs> oh, oh, I appreciate that. I'd love to see the comedy duo of Longo Sarah on stage. By the way, I, I, I do got to say, uh, uh, no, I mean, I'll say this, but um, really, I'll you're say gonna it. tease us with that? Just I'll, I'll save it for next week. Spit it out there. And I'll save it for next week. Um, yeah. So anyway, people that uh, I've gotten hit up a lot by people. I've had over a hundred people now asking me for uh, tickets for the week I'm going to in Vegas at the uh, Stratosphere. So hit me up. I will get you on the guest list. I'm there Tuesday night through Friday night, and then another show on Sunday night. So two shows, Friday and uh, 8 and 10. I'm, I'm going to try to go to UFC 200, get tickets for that. Uh, but um, So yeah, so hit me up and I will get you tickets for that. And then this Sunday, like we said, uh, I'm going to be uh, doing com- – I'm hosting the show uh, with uh, Dana White, Matt Sarah, uh, Nick, Nick the, the Tooth, Tooth Brian Callen, and David Spade. It's going to be a, a fun show. It's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. So it's gonna be it's so funny though because I've been asking people to come to shows for like so long, and all of a sudden girls are like can I uh, can I go to that show? I'm like you guys, it's always funny when like you ask people to come to your show for like three years, and you're like oh uh, Dane Cook's gonna be there. Oh really? Can I? And then I want to come see it. you, Adam. Yeah, yeah. you want to come see Dane? Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. What? My presence has been requested by a comedian at the Dime Bar tonight. Who? Gabe Killian. Oh, is Gabe on the show? Oh, I put him on the show. Fuck, I forgot about him on the show. You did because he's not on the fucking flyer. I know, I know. He's I not on the flyer, but he's like, you got to come to the dime bar. I'm like, oh, it's a fan, and I look at the flyer, he's not on there. I know, I have too many comics. I guess now. Uh, <laughs> I guess I know now. Thanks. No, I'm gonna put Gabe on the show. Why do, why do I have? Why do I have more knowledge of your life than you do? You Every my, week, I'm like, I got. I, I do. I got to hire him as my assistant. That'd be, he'd be. He'd be great. You're gonna have to bump Dane or or, or Damon Wayne. Gabe Killian is funny though. Like he's le- he's legit. Hilarious, and he loves our show. He always he, he always too. texts me like, "I love the I love your uh, your press conferences." He's really funny. He's sick. He's dark as fuck. Like his jokes <laughs> are like and very unassuming. He looks like this like nice <laughs> small not small but like skinny kid, and he says the most fucked up shit. He's really funny. So Gabe, if you're listening, uh, I'm a fan, and I just forgot I put you on it. <laughs> I love I love all the people that tweeted out to you and me over the. Uh, on Sunday, like, oh, this McMahon eye fight is about as good as the press conference. Oh, yeah. Was. And I'm like... I listened to that press conference again. It was funny. It was, it was funny, but it was, it was rough. It was pretty... The, pre- like, the press conference or the between fight? Between McMahon and I. It was, it was okay, but I mean, we've had some fireworks in here, and they oh, were just yeah. like, we're friends. We're going to go out there, and then they fight. Yeah, but, like, then they, but, the know, but, wait, yeah but then they... I know, but then what I didn't like about that was they came on our show and said that, I go, who got the best in sparring? And then no one said anything. And then on the fight, maybe it's because they didn't. Brian know, Stan was like, was uh, Brian Stan was like, you know, uh, Jessica I was very vocal that she got the best in sparring, and I'm like, like, and all of a sudden, like that whole week, they were like, they, they, then they said they didn't like each other, and it was like they didn't give us any of that shit. These guys aren't giving us the good stuff. 
What's up with that? What is that, Tyler? I was just. I, was just... I love when I talk and people are on their phones <laughs> showing people and then business over here. Relevant. What are you looking at? What I was you... looking at Gabe's. Uh, I, I was trying to put a face to the to the name because I know I've I heard the name but I I couldn't picture his face. I was just on Twitter looking for his. Oh uh, well, his thank profile. you, Tyler. Relax, Adam. We're we're planning a surprise party for next year. Uh, I love you guys, man. But anyway, so I, I think this is going to work out in the, in, in the apartment. What do you think? I like, I like it. it. You like I've it better? I've got a line on a bunch uh, of posters, too. You like it better? I do. It's it's homey. It's cozy. Your dog's here? Like, My dog's. I got two. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm getting, tomorrow I'm getting the kitten. Yeah. Of course you are. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Here's a more important question. Did you put money down on the fights this past weekend? No, I wasn't in Vegas. I don't. And like, you don't bet unless you're in Vegas. I don't bet unless I'm in Vegas because I don't trust. How'd you bet on Leslie Smith then? I didn't. Cyborg. I didn't uh, because. And what happened was I asked Goes if he you know goes from Gorgeous George and the goes they do the MMA junkie. He gave me like a. I don't even know if I even talk about this, but anyway, there are links that you can go and bet on like five yeah, times there's, there's, or whatever. I'm not bets. sure if they're even legal. Those things. Or what the deal I is, but I, told I always my friend to bet on two fights and he won both of them. I always feel like I'm going to win big on a parlay and then they're not going to pay me. And then who am I going to complain to? I'm always worried that that's going to happen. Us. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to complain to you, but who am I going to? Oh, you guys owe me this money. What am I going to do? Sue five times? They'll be like, oh, your your bet didn't go through or some bullshit. Uh, or or if it's like illegal to begin with, it's like going to the cops when when a crack deal goes bad on you. Like, hey, he stole my money. <laughs> yeah. What happened? Well, I was trying to buy some crack, and then right, you, you should have been on the website anyway. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. No, that happened. There was a kid in my in my school, Jeremy Butler. This kid in high school, he 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 went downtown when I was at boarding school, and he stole a drug dealer's weed. He went to go buy weed, and he, he ran away with it. And he's like, "What is it going to do? Call the cops?" Like he, you know, it's exactly what happened. I've actually done that. You stole drug dealers' weed. Yeah. What's wrong with you, man? What went How wrong? How much time do you have? You probably so... figured the guy didn't have the cardio, and by the time he got to the end of the block, he wouldn't remember anyway. And anybody listening, listen. I love CB. He's like he's like family to me. Okay, so I was not being hard on him. I just don't want to, you know. I just I don't want to see him piss off fighters or like what's the name, you know. It'll affect the show. It'll affect the show, and it'll affect it'll affect you. It'll, it'll, fuck me, affect, affect and, no. The plus, show. it'll affect you as well because you're part of the show, and also I'll tell Paige I apologize. This she weekend. she didn't even look at it. I know she didn't look at it. Cause don't it then don't crazy. don't apologize. I'm to not, her. I'm wow. The comic doesn't get sarcasm. Oh, I don't. Well, I don't, you know Paige Paige used to follow me. She doesn't follow me anymore. And I think it was because Some we kept CM asking Punk. her ex boyfriends about uh, if they hooked up with her or something. And then like I think she got upset. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know. But that was. But it was like common knowledge that they were dating. She was dating. No, I, I no had, love. Why and, are you? Why are you giving me the like whole disclaimer? I don't know. I, 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 ther- I went to therapy today. People, there's two. Let, let's put it this way: from the guy that gets roasted, um, you, you, you fans of the show and the listeners and everything, don't worry about me. CB Gold is doing just fine. I he he's not fucking with me because he's being an asshole. He's fucking with me because he's a comic and he knows I understand it and yeah. don't get upset about it. I'm completely okay with everything that has ever gone on in the studio. Yes. If I wasn't, I would have walked out. Yes. Period. Yes. There you go. He would have taken his. His axe and left. But um, Adam is on. <laughs> Adam is on a list. He's only has so many more strikes. Yes, exactly. CB's like that guy, uh, Steve Buscemi's role in and in, uh, in, what was it, Billy Madison, when he like, crosses people off. Yeah. And, yeah. Remember, and then he, yeah. he calls. Them I off. don't put the lipstick. On. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite. He, just, yeah, goes, except, he just goes and gets another tattoo. Except somebody apologizes to me, and then I end up sniping somebody else uh, at a fucking talent show for elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler movies. I haven't seen them recently. I haven't seen the Netflix ones. I was going to say, I want to see the Netflix ones. But the first. Was it good? Oh, it's good. 
With David Spade? What about the, what's the other one? It was a ripoff of The Hateful Eight. It was like The Ridiculous Six or something. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. You know, the first three, when he came out with Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Billy Madison and The Wedding Singer, uh, they were just so good. It was like, it was amazing. It was, Big Daddy was good. Little Nicky was a little cold. Then, little Nicky was when it started getting rough. He didn't need to spend $80 million on a fucking movie. It was, well, he, he Zohan had to, was unnecessary. Z- yeah. I didn't like that one. Fifty First Dates was funny the first time. I don't know. The first three were just amazing. Yeah. It was kind of like, I think when he stopped doing stand-up is when, it's, it's, I always tell people, like, stand-up comedy is like, you, a lot of people, they do comedy to get out of comedy. It's like, you do comedy to get a movie career. But the problem is, is that you get these guys that were brilliant comedians in the beginning. You get like, you know, Adam Sandler was a really good comic. Uh, Eddie Murphy was one of the all-time greats. Uh, and then these guys, they, they get successful and they make these really funny movies. But Jim Carrey, another guy. But then they stop doing stand-up. They're like, fuck, do I want to go back to getting judged and writing new material and getting fucking booed? And they get surrounded by yes-men. People who are paid to laugh. It's funny you say Jim so you get, and yes, man. You get 25 people around you that are just, their job is to make you, is to laugh at your jokes. And then all of a sudden, your, your quality of work goes down because you don't have that impartial audience. You don't have that comedy club audience that you have to follow, you know, Louis C.K. or Dave Attell or Mark Maron or Godfrey or these other people. And then you're, in, in my opinion, your stuff isn't as funny as it was when you were still doing stand-up. There's also – I've always wondered this too. I think there's something to be uh, said for being out there and creating new content and, and working on your craft constantly. But I've always wondered like you think a guy has like a certain number of brilliant ideas and – I mean Adam Sandler like he, he has made some brilliant movies, some really, really funny movies. And maybe he just had like three in him. And then he kept trying to make more. And run out. I mean, do you think there's a limitless I think, potential? I think there's a part of that. I think Ellen DeGeneres said it took me 10 years to get an hour special. And then all of a sudden, six months later, they were like, like when's your next hour? And they're like, uh, I just spent 10 years writing the first one. So there's, there's that. But I do think that when you're at the comedy club, it really is like your everyday focus group. Yeah. And I think it also humbles you. And then you realize that all your ideas are not brilliant because people aren't laughing at them. Yeah. Um, Guys who have, you know, continuously made funny stuff, they never left the comedy club. Uh, Chris Rock, I mean, his shit is timeless. He never left the comedy club. Um, you could say that but about... He, he's made some some tough movies, though, man. I mean, like... Yeah. Pootie Tang and... Oh, that was one bad one. Uh, <laughs> uh, and a couple, like, Why Did I Get Married? Or Yeah, I mean, yeah, his movies exactly don't do justice to his just overall... I mean, the Chris Rock show was fucking hilarious. The discrepancy one, between his stand-up and his movie career is bigger than probably Well, he's always playing others. himself in, in movies. Yeah. He's always playing himself. But, you know, Kevin Hart is still in the comedy clubs. Uh, still, because he knows that's where his, his bread is buttered. Um, who else? Is, you got to think of a guy who never left the comedy clubs. Uh, Jay Leno. Always in comedy clubs, and I yeah. and, and his stuff was always great. His monologues, his monologues were fucking awesome. Jaylen, I mean, you gotta say maybe Letterman had a better interview and had a better like the things on like funny like top ten lists. But Leno's monologue, I I don't see these new guys. They don't compare. Uh, the even like the 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 that fat guy who sings karaoke in the fucking car every day, James whatever his name is, James Corden, James Corden, and uh, even what's the name's monologue is. Uh, uh, Jimmy Fallon's is not the best part of the show, but Leno's monologue was was in, insanely good. 
And the uh, headlines were always amazing. I always loved headlines. He was, he was a nice guy. He got a lot of shit for being corporate, whatever, but, I mean, when it came to me, he fucking, he, he changed my life. And he has, like, the nicest car collection in the fucking world. Yeah. Oh, man. He's awesome. <laughs> uh, I like Jay. I met him a couple times. I see him driving around Burbank all the time. Really? He keeps his cars in an airplane hangar yeah. uh, over by the Burbank airport. That's wow. how many he's got. He's Just, got, like, 100, 150 cars yeah. or something like I've that. I've seen him cruising around in all kinds of different cars in Burbank. But uh, but I'm trying to think of other guys that never left the comedy club, and I don't know if I think Galifianakis is still doing comedy. Even Rogan's still doing Rogan stand up. Perfect example, Rogan, uh, and you know like now Rob well, Schneider's Russell back Peters. to Russell Peters, but he never had that other body of work. Like he always had stand up. He didn't uh, have. I'm talking about guys who became movie stars or TV stars that never that their stuff kind of went down a little bit once they stopped doing comedy. Drew Carey. I think he's still doing comedy, but also a lot of these guys do comedy in a way where it's not, it's, they're just headlining their own shows. There's a big difference between grinding and going up at the comedy store, the comedy cellar, the laugh factory, the improv, and having to compete with comedians and headlining, doing your own hour, bringing your own feature and doing it in front of your own audience. There's a difference, you know, and I think the first one's a lot harder to do. And I can't wait to get to the <laughs> All right. With that being said, uh, every Tuesday night I'm at the Dime Bar in Hollywood. Uh, this uh, I'm going to be in Calgary, the 13th to the 16th in Calgary, uh, Canada, and then I'm going to be in it's Rochester, like the Comedy Cave. The Comedy Cave. CB the assistant. CB the CB. Uh, I'm going to be in Calgary, and there's like 15 million people there, but I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to be. I love you, brother. Uh, and then I'm going to be at the Rochester, the Comedy Club in Rochester, the following week. It's just called the Comedy Club. Uh, <laughs> and then the first week of July, I will be uh, at the Stratosphere, uh, at the LA Comedy Club. Uh, July 5th, I have a show called The Greatest Wedding Ever on True TV. It's about uh, the time I got attacked at the wedding. Uh, so that's, uh, it's like one of those greatest series. Um, so watch that. And, uh, and I sold a TV show last week. Uh, I, I'm not going to say it to what network, but I, what? Sold, I sold a TV show. How much so, did you make? Uh, I'm not going to say that either. Uh, but, uh, Enough to keep this podcast another week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So things are good. Um, Tyler, what do you got coming up? Um, uh, I got uh, July 15, 16 I'll be at Laughs Comedy Cafe in Tucson, Arizona uh, July 28, 29, 30 I'm at the Tacoma Comedy Club uh, in Tacoma, Washington uh, so come see me I know we got some fans out in Arizona and some fans up in Washington so come check me out there CB, what you got? Uh, hanging out, graphing this week till uh, fight night and then nothing oh and s- Saturday, I got uh, something going on. Saturday, I think I uh, got something going on. You're coming with me. Oh, shit. You have to the UFC fights. <laughs> yes. With and it, Adam. Did you really forget it? You were uh, waiting for him to tell I you. I was just being a dork. Oh, uh, by so the way, stoked. Uh, by the way, this Friday night, uh, I'm going to be at the HaHa ha at 8.30 and 10.30. So if you're in town for 199, want to come to the HaHa ha Cafe on Lancashire in North Hollywood this Friday night. And this Sunday night, if you're still in town... Come to the show with me, Dana White, Matt Sarah, Brian Callen, and David Spade, and, and, Nick, and Nick the Tooth called Looking for a Fight. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor, Tip a Fighter. Listen, let's get these fighters paid more. They work their asses off. They deserve it. Tipafighter.com. 
Go to tipafighter.com. Uh, make sure you tip these guys. I know Kevin Lee's with Tip A Fighter. A uh, bunch of Invicta Girls with Tip A Fighter. A bunch Aljamain. of Bellator people. Uh, people, Aljamain, if you like the way Aljamain fought last week in the first round, uh, tip that guy. Uh, tipafighter.com or just tip him anyway. <laughs> I just heard that. Uh, tip a Fighter. Uh, I want to thank Joe uh, Perez. Where can people find you, Joe? I'll be at the Ha Ha this Friday with Adam. Nice. Standing around in the back. What's your uh, Twitter handle? It's Joe P. Joe P. Comedy. Follow this guy. He's a funny dude. He's a nice guy. I was there the first night he got laid. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what? Can we tell that story? We'll have a okay, we're going to tell that story about the, <laughs> the, the night Joe got laid. Uh, we'll tell that on a Thursday with Frank Mir. I'm sure he wants to hear it. So uh, thank you guys so much. We got Frank Mir coming in as well as Richard uh, Hunter. Okay, who... Uh, what about Burchick and... That's and on Thursday, McCorkle. Rich Hunter and McCorkle and Burchick coming in on Friday, uh, along as, as well as Bubba Jenkins. Uh, yeah, we, got, we have a lot of shows, so it's cool. All I got to do is go next door, in the next room I'm over. So thank you guys so much. Take care. Bye-bye.